Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an entertainment podcast and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hello. And today, we're going to learn about glow sticks and hippopotamus. Paige will be your researcher today, and I'll be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hi. Hello. How was your weekend? Well, I saw some friends on Friday night drank quite a bit of sangria oh spent yesterday as a work day and also recovering skipped the gym there and today I woke up kind of late got myself a bagel and then started recording with you so that's my weekend cool I am going to Pixar putt later today is that a mini golf thing it is a mini golf thing, but it's special. It's Pixar themed. That's that's what your plans are. That's yeah. <laughs> I told I you. Thought, I know. Well, like when when you specifically to me say I have plans, I think, oh, she has to do some business thing. You're gonna go play mini golf. <laughs> okay, but like I bought these tickets in advance and they were not cheap. No, so. I, un- I understand. And it's like it's gonna take like an hour to get there. And it's like, how dare you, like... How dare I have fun? No, how dare you not mention any of the details of your quote-unquote plans until this point? I I don't know. I mean, you're just a lot busier with multiple things today than I am. And I just didn't think you were going to care about mini golf. I wouldn't, like, I don't care about mini golf, first of all. That is 100% true. Second of all, I would be very hyped about Pixar mini golf not for me but for you because I don't like mini golf yeah so congratulations on your plans and I hope you have a good time thank you I'm excited I am really hoping that there's at least one inside out themed hole when was the course made do you know uh well it's like a traveling thing like they go to various cities for like a month or two and then they move on so I don't Um, know if it's been but I think it's a relatively recent thing well because like Inside Out came out in like what 2015 they probably have one by now I hope so like I hope that Inside Out was popular enough to be in Pixar putt I think it's one of their most popular movies I think you'll see it for anybody out there um, every therapist's favorite movie is Inside Out, and I've known this to be true. Like, this is some real confirmation bias here, but I've not heard anything else. I'll ask my therapist the next time I see her. Let me know what she says. Okay. Um, we're gonna talk about glow sticks. Okay. Because on my weekend, I got dragged to a Bruce Springsteen cover band concert, 
and I don't know anything about Bruce Springsteen so I was just sitting there bored out of my mind and then a lady came by I was like hey do you want a glow stick I'm like yes and so I got a glow stick and that was my entertainment for two and a half hours I love it and it got me thinking about glow sticks so that's what we're talking about first question when and where were glow sticks invented glow sticks were invented are we talking about the modern day glow stick or like the old ones there is no quote-unquote old glow stick in this case we're 100 modern okay the glow stick was invented in new jersey in 1968 you're very close yeah You're right in the fact that it's America. I don't know what specific state it is. Okay. It was 1971. Okay. By two scientists, Michael M. Rahut and Laszlo J. Bullocky for the company American Cyanamid. Wait, Cyanamid? Cyanamid, yeah. That's the company that my dad used to work at. That Not produce surprise. glow sticks. That produce glow sticks. Yeah. Teichman on the patent. I will send him a name. Yeah. He, like he always like whenever I got a glow stick as a kid, he would tell me about how he used to work at a company that made them. Yeah, and I think the company, like, they're still a thing. I was yeah, they are snooping around. Yeah. And I saw like their advertisements. Yeah. They, they invented ca- the color cyan. That's a whole other thing to get into. Yeah, it is. We could do a whole episode about that. Hotly debated among our friend group whether that's true or not. Uh, The formula they came up with, the patent, was called Sialum. And what is in a glow stick? Well, it used to be made of, like, toxic chemicals that, like, would definitely give you cancer and stuff. But But now it's made of, like, lesser toxic, glowy chemicals uh essentially it's basically just chemicals and dye and what chemicals are used sometimes depend on the dye can I tell you about something about an experience I had in middle school with a glow stick after I'm done answering yeah 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 go on for the most part the chemical nowadays is usually hydrogen peroxide and the dyes are typically different types of fluorophores. Oh. What is your middle school story? Sixth grade. It was like that sixth grade barbecue, whatever it was called. The block party? Yeah, the block party. And um, a friend who I will not name here, who is no longer a friend, she had a glow stick and she she was like, watch this. And she broke it open and like spread all the goo on her hands. And I, you know, being me, started freaking out, telling her she needed to go wash that stuff off or else she was going to get like sick. And then it turned into like this huge battle between the two of us. And she kept trying to like touch me with it. And I kept being like, go wash that off. And Uh, she's like, it's fine. I'm not going to get sick from this. I'm like, it's not good for you. uh, Yeah. Well, we'll get into that. Don't you worry. I can't wait prove her wrong wow how do you think a glow stick works okay so there there are those chemicals in there that you were talking about hydrogen peroxide and and the uh glowy glowy and um and so it stays dormant in its plastic casing even you know it gets sifted around but what activates it 
is when you go cracky cracky and it tells the hydrogen bonds to tell the fluorescent bonds that it's time to go glow like like firefly you got the gist of it I think the first half of it you had right until you went into <laughs> like the glowy glowy or whatever the heck you said. Um, so yeah, there's the plastic container that has one solution, probably like a catalyst or something. And there's like within the plastic tube, there's another tube. It's smaller and it's more brittle. And that has the other solution. So when you do the cracky cracky, the big crunch, yeah, that's that like little brittle container breaking oh so there's a container within the container yeah and that opens up so the chemicals can mix yes I had no idea I'm glad I could enlighten you today yeah and then that makes photons wow like a firefly fireflies are nature's glow sticks they are are we learning about lanternflies soon actually yes um Carol I know you're listening to this we're waiting and we love you. Lantern flies are a bug in Animal Crossing. That's the only reason I know about them. And they well, do we're come gonna out be in talking, August. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the spotter, the, the spotted lantern flies. I cannot wait. Okay, do glow sticks emit heat? Um, I think they emit like a little bit of energy because of the photons. And like, I guess you could call that energy heat. Yes. Okay. Uh, it re- like the chemical reaction, the result is mostly light, but it does release a teeny tiny little bit of heat, which for the most part is negligible, but it is technically true. Yeah. Could you warm yourself on a cold winter night? No. no. Maybe if you had like 14,000 of them, but the fact that they don't release heat makes them useful in other situations of which the specifics I can't remember, so I'm not going to talk about it. How long do glow sticks last? It depends on the type of glow stick it is and all that, but they- standard fare. Yeah, like the really skinny Benny ones are like the thick, like keychain boys. Um, I think the research that I did pertains to the thick keychain boys. Okay. Once you crack them, they last- like they're at their brightest for like a couple hours and then I've seen them go like for like a solid day um yeah that's that's the typical range it's between four and 24 hours depending on a few different factors like the weather or how chunky the glow stick is or like what formulas use etc etc And you know that thing about, like, freezing a glow stick to make it last longer? I've, like, vaguely heard of this, but it's definitely not something that my family ever did. Okay, it's something that my family did. And do you think it's true? I don't think so, and here's why. If it was true, it's definitely something my dad would have known about. And so he's the one who would have been doing it to get us all excited for it. Well, guess what, Mr. I Made Cyan? It is true. Wow. You can't, like, redo the reaction, because obviously the reaction happens once you do the cracky-cracky, and we know you can't do that twice. Yeah, unfortunately. But if you have a glowing glow stick 
and you're like, hey, I want to rave tomorrow as well. If you stick it in the freezer, it slows down the reaction. So it will glow for longer. Interesting. The one that I used on Friday, I've got chilling in the freezer right now just because, I don't know, I didn't want to throw it out after it entertained me for almost three hours. And you know what? He's still glowing. My my freezer looks radioactive right now with a green glow. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And also, did you know that on the flip side, you can make glow sticks uh, glow brighter by dipping them in hot water? Okay. So, all right. So here's what I'm getting from this part of the episode. Okay. So when you put it in the freezer, like all the photons and stuff move uh, slower. It slows down the reaction that creates the photons. Yeah. And yeah, because there's less energy. And then when you like stick it in boiling water, it like speeds up that process. Yes. I know basic chemistry. Thank you, Mr. Queen. Bless his soul. Mr. Queen, if you're listening to this, you were one of my favorite teachers. I just hated your class. Mr. Queen, if you're listening to this, I'm surprised. <laughs> um, okay, but if you do the thing where you put it in the hot water, the glow won't last as long because you're, make, you're speeding up the reaction. Right, yeah, you're using up all the photons. You're using up all the goo. Yeah. Okay. What happens if the goo gets on you? These days, like, not that much. It's pretty much non-toxic, but you still don't want to do it. Like, there's still chemicals. They could still, like, irritate you. You definitely don't want to swallow it, but it's not as deadly as it once was. Like, that stuff used to give the factory workers cancer and stuff. That's not as much of a thing anymore, but, like, you still don't want to do it. Uh, yeah. You'll probably be fine like if she who shall not be named like touched you with the glow stick hands you would probably be fine yeah at the most or not at the most it'll probably just like irritate your skin and like the amount of irritation you get like depends on how sensitive your skin is so for you it would probably actually be a lot worse yeah than if it was for her because you have very sensitive skin I do worst thing that happens is it like causes nausea and vomiting and if that happens you just you know you call poison control and get that sorted out yeah they tell you to like drink some water and rest which yeah have you ever called poison control no because I've never swallowed anything that could hurt me (laughs) have you uh no I have never called poison control cool let's keep it that way what does glow stick goo do if it gets on plastic? Well, it's encased within plastic. Okay. So I imagine it might not do much, but maybe like, maybe it'll burn a hole. Yes. Well, sort of. So some glow stick solutions contain plasticizers, which means if they come into contact with certain types of plastic, not all plastics, uh, they could liquefy them. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, don't keep it near your Nintendo Switch or your chapstick or something like that. Get out your Fisher-Price flashlights because it's time to melt them with another phosphorescent product. <laughs> Wait, where did you get that from? 
What do you mean? Uh, this is very specific. Well, we were talking about plastic. I know, but Fisher Price. Yeah, Fisher Price flashlight. I, I didn't know they made flashlights. Oh yeah, I, I we had one. It was iconic. It like changes colors with like it has like these little screens that you use the on off switch to switch between. Or no, it has like a dial and it puts on these, I guess it's little plastic colored thingies. So your flashlight goes from regular white to red or green. The 90s truly were a wild time. Oh, for real. Okay, <laughs> last question. Are there any glow stick related world records? Yeah. Can you think of what those records would be? Um, perhaps one is world's largest glow stick. That is the record. <laughs> Congrat- congratulations and did american sciatic produce it no wow it's specifically the world's largest glow stick cracked oh okay, okay. and it's 492 feet tall wow and it was done at the university of wisconsin as part of their uh like their chemistry program mm. and it was done to celebrate the school's 150th birthday how do you crack a glow stick that large? I, did did I they know. use like a wrecking ball? I was going to say, like they probably had to use construction equipment. Yeah. Or maybe, or maybe they like, because it would probably also have to be thick as hell, right? Right. Maybe they put like some C4 in there and they like detonated it from the inside. One can only hope. See, I was thinking about this like before I looked it up. I want there to be, I want to get like someone that's really good at juggling, right? Mm-hmm. Like me. No. Because <laughs> you can't, well, because hear me out. I want to give them like 40 glow sticks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I want, I want there to be a world record for most glow sticks juggled. Me too. That reminds me of, do you remember the juggling mini game in Donkey Konga? I never played the mini games in Donkey Konga. I got I actually got so good at the juggling mini game that I could do it without any errors. That's impressive. Yeah. Similar to the Chansey game in Pokemon Stadium. Again, never played it because we didn't have Pokemon Stadium 2. Mm-hmm. I got really good at playing all the small things by Blink 182 on Donkey Konga. Yeah, iconic. Um, it's time for a word from our sponsors. Do you have trouble seeing at night? Do you need something to light the way? Do you love a rave? Then you need the permanent glow stick. Keep it by your bedside. Crack it at night. Walk to the bathroom in style. Take some ecstasy on your way there. The permanent glow stick. It can be cracked an infinite amount of times. It will glow for about a day and you'll be like, why is this still glowing? And then by the time you wake up in the middle of the night because you hear a monster, it'll be ready to crack and glow again. Kind of like the everlasting gobstopper, but full of light. The permanent glow stick. Next to your bed tonight. Brought to you by the American Citrus Council. Bless you. Thank you. It's time for rapid fire. This is how this is going to work. I'm going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as possible. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. Are you ready? Ready. 
That was very loud. Can I get a more tame ready? Ready. Thank you. How long does it take for glass to biodegrade? Depends on the type of glass, but like several hundred years. Can a tornado lift a cow? No. Yes. No. Final answer? No. How long can you age cheese and still eat it? Couple years. Specific. One year. What was the first chapstick flavor? Cherry, other than original. Does lip balm expire? Yes. How old was the oldest cicada? Um, 17 years. How big is the biggest animal cell? The biggest animal cell? Yeah, in the human body. Chest. What's a rain check? A rain check is when you pay for something, but then it needs to get canceled or something because of the weather or other circumstance. And then they're like, okay, here's like a piece of paper. Bring it back when Shut the up. weather's- Shut up. Time's up. Can't take too long in rapid fire. You asked me what something is. Yeah, and you took like 15 seconds. That's too long. We don't do 15 second answers in rapid fire. That's you why asked it's called me a, you asked rapid me a, fire. I'm not giving it to you. But I know what the answer is. I, I couldn't explain it in time. I'm not giving it to you. I couldn't even get in a word to say 10 seconds because you were still explaining it. I was right, though. Shame on you. Let's talk about hippos. 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 My dad's favorite animal is hippos. Aw. I don't know why. And didn't his birthday just pass? His birthday was in June. Oh, so kind of. My mom's birthday was more recent. Oh, right. Anyway. My birthday's coming up. If anybody wants to send birthday money, my Venmo is Rachel-Teichman. You know what's funny? I don't think this is the first time we've plugged your Venmo. It's not the first time we've plugged your Venmo. (laughs) That's not, it's been a while, but this isn't the first time. Okay, so first things first. The word hippopotamus is actually derived from Greek, and it means something. What do you think it means? It means big aquatic mammal. Um, you've got the right idea. It means river horse. Cool. And they probably called it that because instead of swimming underwater, hippos would like walk or gallop on the river's bottom. That's a, that's some pretty good cardio going on there. Probably, like, lots yeah. Of, lots of gentle resistance. Great for the joints. Hippos are probably jacked as hell. Yeah. How old are hippos as like, you know, a species? They're really old. They're like one of the originals. Like they were around during the alligator dinosaur times. Uh, do you want to give a specific million years ago? That's probably not a good idea. I mean, do your best. 15. Okay, so hippos are not as old as you think they are. They're oh. not they're not from the alligator jellyfish times. Okay. However, you got very close on the millions of years, which is why I asked you, which is why I asked you to elaborate, because I didn't think you actually knew what you were talking about. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> yeah, but you got like the date range totally wrong as usual, but that actually <laughs> helped in this case. So I'm very proud of you. Thank you. 
Hippos are 16 million years old. Oh, off by 1 million. According to National Geographic, which, you know, in the time of how long Earth has been alive, that's pretty damn close. Yeah. How old do hippos live to in the wild? Um, they, they get to be pretty old, right? Like, compared to humans, like, um, are, they live to be around 60 or 70, I guess. It's only 40 or 50. Okay. Which, you know, for like, compared to humans, that's not that old, but compared to like the animal kingdom, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. What animals are hippos closest related to? Oh, um, rhinos? Mm, Try again. Um, a mammal, right? Yes. Okay. Think water. Yeah. Whale. Yeah. Really? Whales and dolphins. Huh. They all share a common ancestor. How long ago? I was about to say how long ago that was beats me, but it was a while ago. But do you know what the ancestor was? It it kind of looked like a hippo, but it had a long snoot. Oh. Yeah. What it was called? I have no idea. The bun is being mischievous. She's like her. Her face is covered in hay. <laughs> I got it. There's <laughs> like, like hay in her whiskers. Okay. Are hippos dangerous? Yeah. Yes. They're very dangerous. Yeah. And this is because they're not only super territorial but they're also highly unpredictable. Like at one moment, they're just chilling. And then the next moment they tip your boat over. We love to hear it. Mm. How fast can a hippo run? In the water or out? I think it's the same either way. Fascinating. Um, I'm going to say 50 miles per hour. chunky boy can run 50 miles an hour i that's what i thought but okay like 20 (laughs) just (laughs) so you're on 287 right yeah you know you're cruising you're going a little under the speed limit because it's kind of rainy and then just from the left lane a hippo zooms past (laughs) you (laughs) and it cuts you off it does a jersey slide yeah that's 50 miles an hour. You're going 50 miles an hour on 287? If it's raining! It's like snowing. I haven't been on 287 since I got Maxine. Don't worry. The speed limit is 65. But what if it's like snowing or something? Okay, but like... It's the middle of January. It's 7pm, so it's pitch dark out. It's a blizzard. You're doing your best to move on 287, but it's very hard to. So you're going about 50 miles an hour. And then just out of the corner of your eye, you see a massive barrel of a mammal zoom past you and then cut off, (laughs) cut in front of you. Hippos can run 18 miles an hour. Oh, okay. Not as fast as you say in bolt but probably fast enough to catch you if you were taken off guard. That's probably true. Yes. And if it caught you, how strong is the bite force of a hippo? 
very strong. Very strong is correct. They can bite down with one ton of pressure. Wow. Which is easily enough to yoink an arm if they want it to. Easily. So do you think that hippos are herbivores or omnivores? Um, they're herbivores, right? Um, okay, so it's kind of complicated. So they are supposed to be herbivores. They have digestive tracts built for breaking down specifically plants, but they have been seen eating meat, like a lot of meat, like oh god stop eating meat you're actually going to get sick amount of meat oh the meat sweats and then you throw up <laughs> yeah like, like enough to get the meat sweats oh like but, north carolina yeah like north carolina all over yeah oh no but they they can actually kind of handle it because they're so chunky that it the meat just has enough time to you know do its meat thing in the body meat thing in the body yeah you know like distributing nutrients and whatnot that sounds like a band name or an album name or something meat thing in the body there is a band called the meat puppets which is i think is as close as it gets that's true um but yeah okay so they're supposed to be herbivores but technically they're omnivores because they have been seen in the wild eating and being okay afterwards things of the meat variety the meat variety yeah other than hanging out in the water how do you think hippos stay cool um dirt and mud that is one of the ways yeah they take like dust baths and whatnot okay they do something very strange they kind of like sweat but the sweat is like like a red so it looks like blood sometimes Oh, it's like reddish, pinkish, orangish, and that kind of acts as like a sunscreen as well as like a shield against bacteria and stuff. And apparently, there's this myth that hippos have pink milk. This is probably where it came from. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but um, weird. Yeah. Okay. So, where do you think hippos live? Um, well, other than South America, um, I guess there probably are some in Africa because you mentioned it, okay. and um, Australia. Okay, so hippos are endemic to Africa. Okay, but they did. Oh, in end- Florida, aren't there some in Florida? No, that's the snakes again. Okay, <laughs> we did that last episode. Yeah. Some hippos did end up in South America, specifically Colombia. Oh, see, I was going to say Peru. Okay. How the hell did that happen? How did they get from Africa to Colombia? Yes. Um, Probably by, uh, and I'm not trying to be funny, but like probably by a slave ship. I could definitely see that. Maybe it did happen. But here's how it happened, like, within the last 40 years. Oh, the last 40 years. Okay. Yeah. So, do you remember Pablo Escobar? Yeah, vaguely. So, he, for whatever reason, in, like, the 80s, was in New Orleans. 
and someone in New Orleans was like, hey, I'm selling hippos. You want some? And how they ended up in New Orleans in the first place, I have no idea. But regardless, Pablo Escobar was like, yes, I would like four hippos. And so he took them back to Colombia and he kept them on his private estate as part of like a menagerie that he had, kind of like a little zoo. And they were his private pet hippos. (laughs) Cut to when he died, there were still the hippos in his estate. And when they were clearing out the estate, they tried to clear out the hippos, but you know, hippos, they're very dangerous. And they like probably tried to attack the people that were trying to remove them. So we're like, bump this. We're just going to leave them here and let them die. So they left the hippos. Cut to today. There are now like 80 hippos in Colombia doing hippo things, like destroying the ecosystem. Just 80 of them, though. 80 to 100. And that started from four in like, I think, 1989 or something. Well, it seems like a slow growth. Well, yeah, I mean, hippos are pretty chunky. Probably takes a while for the babies to come out or whatever. So it's, it is a slow growth, sort of, but it's like, because the thing, the thing is, like, in Africa, where they're from, when the dry season happens, like, all the water disappears, and that's when they struggle the most. That doesn't happen in Colombia. So there's just water all day, every day. And no. they're like, they're thriving and they're reproducing way too quickly. So like, yeah, four to 80 in like 40 years doesn't seem like that much, but it would not be like that in Africa. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. They're doing too well. Hippos are going to take over. That's, that's what it's looking like right now. Yeah. Ah, uh, I can't wait. Mm. <laughs> So, but it's like they're destroying the ecosystem and stuff. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. And so obviously the best way to like prevent that is to kill them. Oh. Why? But they're not. They're not killing them. Yeah, I wouldn't kill them. Why? But why aren't they killing them? Because if you kill one, the other ones like will charge at you. Well, that's probably true if you do it in front of the rest of them. But people in the past have tried to kill them. So, like, for example, I think it was, like, either one hippo or, like, a very small group of hippos that was going around and, like, killing farmers' cattle and, like, attacking people, which is a big no-no. You can't have, like, a problem animal harassing people. So one of them was shot and killed. And fun fact, the hippo's name was Pepe. (laughs) So, yeah, shot and killed. I think it was, like, an adult male or something. But pictures of the dead hippo got out, which caused like public outrage. And so now they can't kill hippos anymore because controversy. Controversy. Yeah. I, for one, think that they should regardless, but we can debate that more later. I think they should capture and rehome. Okay. So here's the thing. They could do that. They, they been trying to come up with alternatives but the alternatives are incredibly expensive Mm -hmm. so one alternative is like they take all of the male hippos they they basically like neuter them so they can't keep like reproducing and then like set them free Mm -hmm. it costs fifty thousand dollars to do that per hippo oh wow 
So they can't do that sustainably. Rehome the hippos. Also expensive. Donate today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Set up like a GoFundMe. Yeah. So alternative methods have proven to be either in like way too difficult to execute or just way too expensive. So I don't know. I'm just saying let's just kill them. Oh. <laughs> like, listen, I know it seems harsh, but it's like think about the damage that they're they're doing to the environment and the damage that causes to all of the other animals you know like they're not supposed to be there and they're just wrecking stuff listen i'm coming from a mindset of i just unleashed genocide on some cockroaches and i don't want that for my hippo friends i do want that for my hippo friends if like removing them and putting them somewhere else in like a conservatory or something if that was cost effective like obviously go ahead but they there's not many options that they can take right now so it's like you know if it comes down to just shooting them but do you realize like how many other like less cost efficient things we do and we do them anyway like we could take some of the military budget and just put it toward rehoming the hippos and there you go problem solved with lots of money left over yeah but in america and its military budget they don't want to touch that they should touch it but they're not going to honestly i don't think america cares about colombia's hippo problem i care about colombia's hippo problem and i am america's sweetheart if you would like to complain to America about Colombia's hippo problem, please email American Citrus Council at gmail.com. They have a direct link to Joey Trainboy Biden. It's true. Like one of their board members goes to the Capitol every day and gets cocktails with Joey Trainboy Biden. I am Miss America and I endorse this message. Okay. Um, so yeah, the hippos, they're probably they're not really good for the environment but their impact hasn't been completely negative what do you think some good things have been that have come out of this whole fiasco well they go trample trample on the mud which helps it because it like packs in the soil which prevents erosion but i feel like that could also make it too difficult for things to sprout uh i guess it depends on the environment Colombia specifically. I don't know that much about Colombian soil. Um, some other benefits that the hippos have brought are joy to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly than joy to the people, they contribute fertilizer. You are right. The people love them. Yeah, I bet. Like, like I would. Like, damn. Yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, if there was a hippo just chilling in new jersey i'd be like cool a hippo in new jersey what does it do yeah like i used to go hiking through the swamp in south carolina on like a daily basis and you know if i saw a hippo hanging out in the swamp i'd be like yeah hippo that's yeah that's essentially how the people are yeah um they're very cautious around them as you should be after the whole pepe incident yeah yeah um they give them their space which is good the hippos usually only like they tend to wander into villages, but they usually only do it at night. Oh. So the villagers will just, you know, stay in their house and let the hippos do their hippo things. 
hide your crops, hide your kids, the hippo has come to town, stuff like that. But so yeah, they really like them. Also, a small tourist community, I suppose, has popped up around it. Pablo Escobar's former estate has become kind of like a hippo theme park because of, I guess, like the 80 to 100 hippos that became the outcome of all of this. Around half of them like still live in his estate. Wow. So that's just, it's like a hippo, like hippo wonderland over there. I love that. Yeah. And so, yeah, tours, tourist attraction. Tourist attraction. Yeah. And also this kind of has to do with the environment the hippo's presence has supposedly scared away illegal fishermen who were using dynamite to fish oh my god yeah it's a thing though like that that is a thing you like set off a shockwave in the water and that kills fish that that's terrible it is terrible and it's also kind of bad for the environment yeah i bet hippos scaring them away as a strange turn of fates has helped a little bit in that regard, I suppose. I mean, all right. I mean, they tramp down the soil and make things not grow, but they do scare away fishermen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Research Rebut and on Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You can email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what your favorite color of glow stick is and if you've ever leaked it onto your hands. Would you kill the Colombian hippos? Yeah, would also let us know if you would kill the Colombian hippos. And um, tell the American Citrus Council at americancitruscouncil at gmail.com all about your plans to buy the uh, permanent glow stick and also let them know that you demand freedom for hippos. Please tell them to allocate their funding to the conservation of hippos in Colombia. As well as to Research Rebuttal Podcast so we can continue sharing new information about the hippos. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Welcome to research. <clears throat> so sorry. Good start. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.